go. Everyone give a big hand to my good friend and yours, Kristen Carter. Here she is. Hello, everyone. Look good at morning. Her with her hair. With my hair. My hair is so long. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, hello. How is everyone doing? You guys are good? Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, um, so we are in week two of a series called Emote Control, right? Um, so I have a story for you to start out with. It's like when I was little. I used to get lost in grocery stores. Did anyone have that same kind of thing? Like you just like be, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sidetracked by some candy and I'm over at the candy aisle. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, that one looks good or whatever. And then you're just kind of looking and then all of a sudden you look around and you're like, what the heck, where's my mom? She's gone. And um, that would happen to me all the time because I was a really introspective kid. Like, I would just want to be curious about whatever is going on or, like, oh, there's, like, a new type of gummy bear or there's a new type of fruit snacks or whatever. And I would try and get my mom to, like, buy it. You know what I mean? Where you convince your mom to buy stuff that she doesn't usually buy. Yeah. Um, so I used to have cereal. I'd be like, can we just get tricks? It's the same kind of sugar as Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which you already buy. So why can't we have tricks? Like, I don't get it. But... Whatever. It's all good. So I would get lost in grocery stores. Um, and one of my greatest fears was actually when I would turn around, my mom wasn't there because I didn't know she left me. I didn't know if um, I would ever find her. Um, and so many times I would like be like, oh, my gosh, my mom's not here. I need to go find her. So I'd look up all the up and down the, all the aisles and all this stuff. And then there were so many times where I was just like, I can't find her. And I have to be mortified and going up to the checker at the check stand and say, I can't find my mom. And I'm like, there's this just, I'm just like an embarrassed little kid. And the check stand person's like looking at me and they have to call my mom over the loudspeaker, right? Mary Ann Carter, your kid is at the front. Please come get your kid. Uh, she's here, check stand number one. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. My face would get red. And I just hated that. I hated that. One time, actually, my mom totally left the store, because she knew I did this often, and she went in the car. And so I didn't even know, and I just literally felt like she left me at the store. But I don't know if you have ever been lost or uh, forgotten by somebody, but I totally have. My mom left me at school one time, and I had to go to the office, and she, like, totally forgot to get me, and it was the worst. Um, so we're going to kind of talk about that feeling, that emotion of, of being alone, about being forgotten, and what is that what does that look like? Um, so if you have your Bibles, I need you guys to turn to Luke chapter 15. So we're going to be looking at that um, because we are going to be talking about emotions, right? And the emotion of loneliness. Um, so last week, David Beavis did a really, really good job at kicking us off saying that God created us with emotions, didn't he? Um, and they were created for good, and they were created for a reason and a purpose, and literally talked about how our emotions lead us to Jesus's feet. Literally. Look at this picture. This is what happened last week. If you weren't here, it was awesome. They totally acted out the whole thing, and uh, and Nifki is right up there, and he is crying. He's supposed to be crying on Justin's feet because Justin's Jesus. It was pretty amazing. Um, so, like, literally our emotions can bring us to Jesus, but then there's also emotions that are hard to feel. Uh, there are emotions that are painful. And the truth is, is that we were never meant to feel those emotions. Um, there are certain things that we weren't made to feel, and feeling alone isn't one of them. Um, so when God created the world, he created us to feel and to be in a world where um, we lived in community with 
other people and with him, um, where, we, where we lived life together, kind of like how we do that in life groups, kind of how we do that um, in here when there's a leader that walks up to you and says, hey, I'm so glad you're here today, is because you weren't meant to feel alone. You weren't meant to not be noticed. Um, and that's what God wants us to feel, is to not feel this way. Um, and the point is, is that just because we feel a certain way sometimes doesn't mean it's true. And so sometimes our feelings can deceive us. Um, and so a lot of times when we feel alone or we don't feel noticed or maybe someone's talking to you, have you ever had that time when it's like you have friends and people are talking to you, but you're like, I still feel alone. Like I'm in a, in a room with a bunch of people, but I still feel alone. And I don't know why. Um, just because we feel a certain way doesn't mean it's true. Sometimes our feelings can deceive us. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like. Because in Luke chapter 15, um, Jesus is talking. Um, and he's talking, this whole chapter, you guys, is about those who feel lost and forgotten. Like Jesus is talking to those people who feel lost and alone. Which is crazy that there's a whole chapter dedicated to this. Which actually means that this emotion is not something that's new. Because a lot of times um, when we feel alone, we feel like we're the only ones, right? But there's a lot of people that actually feel alone. So um, the first story Jesus talks about is the parable of the lost sheep, which is actually my story. So he talks about how, um, how there were shepherds back in the day, and they would have 100 sheep, and they would leave the 99 sheep to go after the one that kind of just left because it just like, like kind of went off. It was lost. And they're like, where? Like they would count, and they'd be like, oh, my gosh. There's only 99. I need to go find the other one. Um, and so for me, when I was growing up, um, I feel lost and alone a lot. I carried a loneliness around a lot in junior high. I felt like nobody liked me. My friends were just my friends because they had to be um, or because they didn't want to be alone, and that's why they were my friend, um, which was the worst. And so I literally felt alone all the time. And it wasn't until I met Jesus when I was 13 that God showed up, that he, he made me feel like I was worth it, that I was deeply loved because he, he came after me. He pursued me. Um, and so that was really awesome. Um, and then there's this parable of the lost coin, um, which is talking about this woman who loses this coin, and she's going around her house, and she's finding, like, looking frantically for this coin. Like, I don't know if you've ever found, like, a $20 bill, like, randomly in your jacket pocket that you, like, forgot, or, like, you found it in the couch or something like that. Has anyone, or on the ground, anyone find money? Okay, how do you feel when you find it? What? So excited. He's like, woo! Yeah, because money has value, right? You have worth. Uh, and so God is telling this story, Jesus is telling this story to show that you have worth. You're deeply loved. You have worth when you feel lost and when you feel forgotten. Now, I'm going to look at um, chat, uh, verse 1, which is kind of cool. And so... Um, there's some significance in it. Verse 1 says this. It says, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. Now, here's the deal. About this tax collectors and about these notorious sinners, which means that they're the worst sinners in the world, okay? So, like, if you can think of, of the worst sin in human terms, then that's them. Um, and so, what's happening with these people is that they're often not liked, right? Um, so, if you're, you're the worst sinner in the world, you're mean to people, you do all this stuff, you're, you know, the worst of the worst. Like, people aren't going to like you, and so you're obviously going to feel alone. And so Jesus is talking to those who feel alone and saying, hey, even though you're the worst, like, you have value, and I love you. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to look at 
the parable of the prodigal son. So Jesus would tell stories um, to teach people about something that he was trying to teach. So he'd, he'd be like, hey, here's a story, and I want you to learn something from it. Um, and so this is what he's doing. He's telling this story. So we're going to look at verse 11. Verse 11 is going to be the best ever. Okay, so he says, to illustrate the point further, the fact that lost and lonely people are loved and worth it, uh, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want to share, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. So what's going on in this story is that there's two, there's two guys, obviously, two brothers. Um, the youngest brother's like, so what would happen is in Jewish context, there is like something called an inheritance where every single child would get an inheritance. The older person would get the most, and then the other sons or daughters or whoever would get um, some of the inheritance. So kind of like if your grandpa or someone passed away and they were kind of wealthy and then they gave you some money or something like that or they left you a house, that's kind of like our inheritance today. Um, but back in the day, they were entrusted to that inheritance. So they actually had to give um, their kids this inheritance. So the younger son was super selfish. And he said, you know what, Dad? I am going to get out of here because this house sucks. You suck. Mom sucks. My brother sucks. I want my money now, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to leave because that's what I want to do. And so the father's like, okay. Um, gives him his share of the inheritance, right? And so then he goes off by himself and, and starts parting it up, starts living wildly, starts spending all this money into where he gets out of money. He runs out of money, and then he has to beg this farmer to hire him to feed pigs. He wants to feed pigs. Anybody? You like pigs? They're kind of stinky, you know. Here's the deal. Nobody wants to feed pigs. You guys are crazy. I don't know. Okay, so he had to beg this guy, like, for the lowest of the low job. He had to say, please hire me. I need money. I need something. I will feed your pigs. Just hire me. And so the guy finally just said yes, gave him the pigs. And so he is at the lowest of the low right now. And so this is kind of where he's at. Um, verse 16. This is the lowest of the low. Here we go. Are you ready to read this? The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. And so this guy's hungry. This guy doesn't have anything. He's got this job. He's feeding pigs their pig slop, and the pig slop looks good for him to eat. That's pretty gross, right? Ugh. Okay, like he wants to eat pig slop because he's got nothing. And he feels so alone. He's like, no one gave him anything. And so, guys, when we feel lost and alone, it feels like no one cares, doesn't it? Like, we're just like, man, like, I, no one cares about me. I'm by myself. I'm eating pig slop, okay? And this is disgusting. And I don't even know what to do. And so I don't know if you've ever felt this way. But when you do, you're not in your head. You know what I'm talking about, and I totally know what I'm talking about. Because I feel this way. I felt this way all the time in elementary school and junior high. Um, 
And so what happens is this guy finally comes to his senses, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my father's house, and I'm going to say, hey, can you please just hire me? Because he realized that the servants that his father had actually were, were, were well, better off than him feeding slop to the pigs, right? And so what's going on? He's, he's like, man, I just am going to go beg my dad to hire me back. Um, not even just to be in his house as a son, but I'm going to ask him if I could just work for him because I don't deserve anything else because I squandered everything. I, gave, I, I, I chose not the right decision. And so when we feel alone, it's easy to forget who we truly are and our purpose, right? When we feel alone, it's easy to forget who we truly are and our purpose. So this guy didn't even feel worthy to be called his dad's son, and that's who he was, was this guy's son. And he didn't know the purpose that he was supposed to live out. Now, one of my favorite kid movies growing up, this happens too. And I'm so excited to show it to you because this perfectly describes it. And this is based on circumstances because um, dad dies in this movie. Um, and, and then uncle tells him to run away and never return. And so this is what happens. This is going to be the best ever. Bye. Hey, wait! You know my father? Correction, I know your father. I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope! Wrong again! <laughs> He's alive! And I'll show him to you! You follow old Rafiki, he knows the way. Come on! Don't dawdle! Hurry up! Hey, whoa, wait, wait! Come on! Come on! Would you slow down? That's not my father. It's just my reflection. No. Look hard. You see, he lives in you. How can I go back? I'm not who I used to be. Remember. 
son and the one true king. Remember who you are. No, please, don't leave me. Father! Funny story real quick. Um, so I saw this movie in the movie theater when I was like 10, okay? And um, I cried at that part. Everyone cried when his dad died, and I cried at that part. But let me tell you why. Um, I cried at that part because it was so moving and so powerful. Because Simba is forgetting who he is because someone told him something that he wasn't. And I don't know if anyone's ever told you something that you're not or if you believed something that you're not because, because you felt alone or you felt forgotten, but he totally did. And now here's the deal is that we need someone to remind us who we are um, because we have a purpose and we have value and we are worth it to God, um, no matter or not if we feel it. And so, and so what happens in this story, you guys, is that um, Luke chapter 15, 20 through 23, we're going we're gonna to read this. So the guy, turn, the guy returns home, right? Um, and so it says this, verse 20. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to his father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Now what's going on, you guys, is that this guy in this story is being reaffirmed about what his worth is and being reminded of who he is because he didn't feel that way, did he? He didn't feel like he was worthy of being his dad's son even though he was. And so what's going on is this dad is like, you know what, I'm just glad you're back. I'm glad you're here. Despite the circumstances that happened, despite the things that you feel, despite the choices that you made, and despite how you treat me, you're still my son and I love you. And that's exactly what God says to us. And so even when we feel alone, forgotten, and hidden in our shame, God reminds us and celebrates who we are. Even when we feel alone and hidden in our shame, God celebrates who we are. Um, and God will remind us that over and over and over again, no matter how many times we mess up, no matter how many times we feel like we're not good enough, no matter how many times we feel alone, no matter how many times we feel a certain way, God says, no, like you are worth it. You are my kid. You are mine. And so the big idea for today, you guys, is when I feel alone and forgotten, Jesus will show up and remind me that I am loved. When I feel alone and forgotten, Jesus will show up and remind me that I am loved because he does this over and over and over again. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever read the book of James, but the book of James is super awesome. So if you've never read it, you should totally read it sometime in your quiet time before bed or whatever. Um, because this is what James 1.18 says. It says this, he chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. Do you guys know what prized possession is? Yeah. 
Yeah, something that's one of your favorite things. Do you know that you're God's prized possession? Like, you guys are one of his favorite things. You guys are special to him. You guys are worth it to him. And you guys are so valuable. And what happens a lot of the time is that when we don't feel that way, um, or when we feel lost and alone, uh, we forget. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to go into a response time. Um, the band's going to come back, and they're going to play one song. Um, and you guys are going to get the time to respond. And, and I want you guys to go, um, and actually there's note cards on the back of those two tables. There's index cards like these. And so what you're going to write on these, this card is what you believe about yourself when you feel lost and alone. Um, for me, when I feel lost and alone, I feel not good enough. That's fine. Um, I feel that way all the time. I feel like I'm not good enough for people. I feel like I'm not good enough for God. I feel like I can't ever get anything right. And that's how I feel. And so even though I don't feel good enough, that's not the truth about who God says I am, right? And so what's going to happen is after you go over on that table and fill this out, how you feel when you feel alone, you're going to walk over to this table over here, and there's going to be leaders over here. Um, and what I want you to do if you're brave enough is to show this lead, the leader what you feel. And then what they're going to do is they're going to take it, and they're going to rip it up because it's not true. And then they're going to write something that God says about who you are. And so I feel not good enough, but what God says about me is that I'm worth everything. I am worth it even when I don't feel that way. And then they're going to put it on you um, because that's the truth about what God says about you. And I want you guys to walk home believing that today, okay? Um, and if you don't feel comfortable sharing with a leader, that's okay. You can write your own. That's totally okay. Um, but fold it up and give it to them so they can rip it because that's the part that I want them to do, okay? Um, so you guys can go ahead and respond. The bands can play.
Sing that one more time. Cause you Father God, we thank you that you do make us new, that you make us beautiful things, that we are your prized possessions, Father God pray for this week that you would help us and remind us all that you've made for us. Pray this in your name we pray and everyone said. Amen. Amen guys. Hey you're loved and you are so worth it you guys. You're amazing. I hope you have an awesome week. You guys can exit out these doors. We love you so much. <laughs>